Hi, this is Shelley Coley. I'm a singer-songwriter, and I wanted to share my favorite quote by Julia Cameron, author of The Artist's Way. We should write because writing brings clarity and passion to the act of living. Writing is sensual, experiential, and grounding. We should write because writing is good for the soul, a felt path through the world we live in. We should write above all because we are writers, whether we call ourselves that or not. Welcome to another episode of Write of Your Life, where life happens and life storytelling transforms it. Our show is brought to you by lifestorytelling.com. And guess what? You don't have to be a writer to write your life stories. Lifestorytelling.com will teach you how. If you've been through hell and lived to tell about it, or your family skeletons are poking out of the closet, you'll want to check it out at lifestorytelling.com. Thrilled to have Shelley Coley as our third performer in this songwriter series. Shelley has been pursuing music most of her life in one way or another. She attended college at Belmont University in Nashville and got her start as a writer there. But it wasn't until after having two children that she really began pursuing her career as an artist. Since 2009, she's put out three studio projects. And she's been working with young songwriters doing camps and private classes with real life, real music, as well as her own company called Circle Sessions. She's currently working at Red Tree Recording Studio as a creative director, as well as recording on her own. Welcome, Shelly. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I am too. We talked about in the intro, you being a singer and songwriter, and you also have a journal course for women. But tell us about who you are and what you're all about. Well, usually I put singer-songwriter first in my bio, but really first I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. I have two kids. So most of my material comes from them. <laughs> I think <laughs> They don't really know it. And I just, you know, change the names for for uh, (laughs) protection. But I actually grew up singing and went to college for music. And towards the end of college, I got married and pregnant and started a family. And so I just kind of took a really long break. And I didn't actually make my first record until I was 34. The singer-songwriter scene really has exploded over the past five to seven years. And right. indie music and like free music online, all that has only happened over the last few years. And so I was kind of navigating waters that were not really friendly. It was more big, <laughs> big production. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we were the kind of weirdos that were doing like house concerts and producing music and making like a really expensive CD, even though we were all broke, <laughs> you know, and now everybody's doing that and anybody can make a record and they can make it in their bathroom on a computer. <laughs> <laughs> so, and house concerts have gotten really popular. I'm just kind of a, a reinvented person at this point. <laughs> I've been reinventing the last five or six years. I, I'm a big believer we should all reinvent ourselves. Continually, at, at really, points. I think. Yes. <laughs> well, you've been pursuing music most of your life. Have you been writing music most of your life as well? I wrote my first song when I was 13. I teach songwriting classes and do camps and a lot of just songwriting mentoring. And part of the reason I love doing that is because of my story of learning to write songs. And I had a voice teacher slash piano teacher at the time, like eighth grade, I think. And we had my piano music up. And she was like, what are these? Is this a poem? Or I was like, I think they're like song lyrics. So I had these lyrics on my piano book. And she's like, well, do you have music to them? I was like, I don't even know how to do that. And so she was like, well, do you want to write a song? And, And she wasn't even really like a songwriter. I mean, she was, she led worship at our church. Mm-hmm. 
and we wrote my first song at the piano and I, I kind of, I cried while we were singing it. You know, I, the feeling of putting that all together and me singing my words was this feeling of just pure bliss washing over me. <laughs> and right. and it, I was kind of like infected at that point. And I love, love, love the experience of sitting in a room with teenage girls and watching and boys too. I've had a few boy students, but mostly, but girls will show it so much more. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I just did it. You know? And you get to right. like relive that moment all over again. <laughs> it's a really, really cool experience. Oh, I love it. Yeah. What type of music would you say is your type of music that you create? I really just keep myself in the singer-songwriter category. Uh-huh. I lost a lot of sleep when we were first making my first couple records, and you have to have, like, a category. I would get so stressed out. First, it was like I was indie pop, and then I was folk Americana. And really, my second record veered more towards this Americana kind of folky country thing, but I don't really even listen to or like country music. So I was like, well, right. I mean, I was reviewed <laughs> by Billboard Country Magazine, the uh-huh. Billboard Country <laughs> section online. And I was like, how is this happening? I am not a country singer. But I had banjo <laughs> on uh, my record. Well, country has changed, yeah, too, and a that's lot. What I'm, it's all evolved over the last few years. And you can just be anything. I just keep it in singer-songwriter. And it's like, so each song needs its own life. And so sometimes they come out sounding a little more poppy or sometimes a little more country. And that's really the freedom. Now, you've told me also that your life comes out in your songs and your songwriting. Tell me a little bit about that. Where where do you pull from your life and what effect does that have on you? I have maybe only one or two songs that are just songs that I wrote out of the practice of writing that are just about a general subject. You know, most of my songs are all from very personal experiences, which is neat because people really identify, I think, but it's also a little dangerous because every experience is really personal. You know, I'm a local singer-songwriter. I mean, most of my shows are local or regional, so I know 60 to 80 percent of the audience when I'm singing to them, so there's like no secrets, and I can't right. be like, this is a song about a friend of mine, like everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably about your life <laughs> or <Right>. your line, <laughs> so uh-huh. it's a fine line of sharing your personal life. Do the songs just come to you, come out of you, or do you get just a little inkling of something and set it aside for a while? Kind of, yeah. I mean, that's how it happens a lot of times. It's just, there's sometimes where I just pick up the guitar and I start playing like a certain way and, mm-hmm. and it sort of was like just such a gift. But then there's others that are really hard and they feel more like an exercise. And by the time you're done, you're like, I hate this song, but I know it's good, but I don't ever <laughs> want to sing it for anybody because, you know, right. it literally feels like a chore to get through three minutes because you just like worked it over and worked it over. But it, sometimes they just sit there and on the shelf and hang out. <laughs> for a while until I yeah. come back to them. So so there's a lot of your feelings and your experience in your songs. Have you ever thought, well, maybe I don't want to share this with the world. It's too personal. I think that almost every time I finish a song and then I do it anyway. <laughs> so ah, it's okay. The thing is, I put I put a few songs on this last record that when I wrote them, I was like, I will never share this with another human. They will think I'm so selfish and so... Like, you know, because there's thoughts on my motherhood and Mm. wishing sometimes that I wasn't even a mother. I mean, you know, it's like some pretty like devastating things to say out loud. At least when I wrote them, they felt like that. And then I think I maybe accidentally, um, oh, not accidentally. There's nothing accidental, accidental, (laughs) but I think I felt the need to play it at a house concert one night. 
and it was just like for two or three people after a house concert that was over and this mom was talking about something I was like I want to play you a song and I played it for her and she was like that's like my whole life story in three minutes or four minutes you know Mm -hmm. she's like thank you so much for writing that and I thought well I can't ever not play that song again you know like if it's if someone else can see themselves that much in it then like i I kind of owe it to myself to share it to maybe just three other people got a little bit of healing from it. Then I think that that's worth sharing it. Well, let's talk about that healing because I know writing is very healing and writing about your life in particular and processing all the things that happened to you and processing through the feelings and emotions that you have. How has that worked for you with, with songwriting? How have you worked through and processed some things in your life through songs and been healed through that? Oh, so much. Part of the reason I wanted or I started even playing around with creating a journal course was I had these girls that I was working with in their songwriting and I would watch them process through the first time they fell in love or the first time they got in a fight with their mom. Right. Uh-huh. And um, I would watch them process their grandfather dying. And then I did camps over a couple summers and I had a girl who whose best friend had committed suicide. And she was like 15. And we sat there and she was like, you know, we're at a camp with 17 other kids and we're in a corner writing her song. And it's this heavy, heavy subject. And I can see how it's only going to go downhill at certain point, you know, like this is only going to be harder and harder and harder. And so we started talking out loud about some of the really funny things about this friend that had died and, and remembering their life a little bit. And we sort of like, well, we took, we like, I, what I told her, I was like, we're going to work through some of this so that we can sort of take some of the fire off of it, you know, so to sort of take mm-hmm. some of the heat away, not take the beauty out of it, but take some of that like hard stuff. And like, let's get that out here so that when you stand up and sing this song at the showcase, you're not delivering any of that fire. You're still delivering the kind of beautiful parts of it, but you're not feeling the hard parts of it so much because you've already worked right. through it here in this corner of this room, you know? And mm-hmm. so I've just, I've worked through a lot of those really difficult sort of subjects with teenagers through songwriting. But then I'm like, what about the teenagers who don't write songs or play the guitar, you know? Or right. what about anybody who doesn't write songs or play the guitar or even doesn't like even journaling? For me, like the idea of like writing my life story. Oh, my gosh, that's so overwhelming. But, <laughs> you know, so I the right. reason I created the course the way I did is almost like, hey, you can break this down into a very small piece here. And we're not writing our whole life story, but we're just writing a little small piece about our thoughts on peace or our thoughts on the words I love you or our thoughts on if we like having dyed hair and tattoos and black nail polish or or if you like to be this pretty you know pretty like flowery girl like what kind of person do you like those little like processing moments right. and I think like if you kind of go at it like hey we're gonna heal ourselves through writing in this really big huge way it's overwhelming so I think taking them yes. in small chunks and like evaluating little bits at a time help you sort of tell the bigger stories when you're just talking about it in your normal life I have personally had the most transformation in the last few years have been so healing for me. And I, all that has mostly been through the process of songwriting and writing and telling my story, right? whether it's written or out loud. So I think it's just really, really important to have ways to do that, even if you're not a typical creative person. Right. And so you have your own company called the Circle Sessions, and that is the songwriting portion of it. 
leading girls through that? Well, I started out working with a company called Real Life Real Music. Well, I started out doing actually little small group songwriting classes. And then I started working mm-hmm. with Real Life Real Music and doing their summer camps. And then we started a program called Songwriter Select together with them. And so I was working with mostly girls. I was working with them weekly on their songwriting. And then I got a little bit overwhelmed with that because I was like, all I was, you know, I was doing that like four or five days a week working on other people's songs. And I had to sort of step back and get my own creative process back in check. Right. And I made another record and, and then, and I really miss teaching and, but I didn't miss only teaching songwriting. I just missed working with the girls. And so that's when I created circle sessions and it was really started out as just a reason to get together with this small group of girls that I have. And so out of that is when I actually started creating the actual specific journal course called Beauty Here. And you even say you don't have to be an especially creative person to journal, no. or write or anything, correct? Any of it. And in, in, in fact, the coolest things that came out in this last workshop I did were from the people who thought they weren't creative, which was really neat. I kind of always say like, all artists are creative, but not all creative people are artists. Not all people who can create something are necessarily going to make art and put it out into the world. But people are creating with all kinds of things all the time and they don't realize or think that they're creative. And I think that's kind of sad. Well, and you even say on your website that you only need the willingness to unravel pieces of your internal thought processes on paper and and an openness to the vulnerability of (laughs) self-awareness. But that even that in itself kind of scares people. Doesn't I it? have found that that's true. I know. I was like, maybe I should rewrite that phrase. And I'm like, no, <laughs> because anybody who needs it will get there. Right. Exactly. Well, tell me, what have you learned through your own journaling and your songwriting and leading others through that? Have you learned anything about yourself over the last couple of years? Yes. And and I'm going to take this conversation to, I guess, a more spiritual place at the moment. I haven't even really talked about this out loud with anybody, but I think it's a a really big part of why I do what I'm doing and kind of how I'm doing it. I grew up with church and the practice of my Christianity was a really specific way and what I learned and, and what I was taught and all really wonderful people teaching me that. And then I went to college and I kind of had a spiritual crisis, but I got so freaked out by that process that I was doing something bad or wrong by kind of questioning things that I had been taught that I kind of stopped the process. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I remember going to college and they were like talking about predestination, you know, and I was like, Uh my 19 year old head was going to explode and I couldn't do it. So I just cleared it all and was like, nope, everything's fine. Everything's fine. But I would have this like internal battle all the time of I didn't even really know other people believed different things. It was just, I had a very small town. I had a wonderful like church family and experience. And I just had no idea there was anything else out there. (laughs) You know, my view of it all is very small minded. And for a long time, I was like, oh, Christianity and church. and And I would just, I wiped it all off the table. I stopped going to church. I like cleared it all out. And the process of kind of, of songwriting has been my sort of light back to being able to have my own solid view of things. But it's been a long sort of around the bend kind of way. And so Mm -hmm. I think the thing that that songwriting and even writing and singing and all that has done for me is sort of held the space for 
when I felt really the furthest away from God, because that was such an anchor for me when I was growing up. And then all just sort of, I purposely cleared it out, but then I felt so empty and alone was like my whole identity was this. And now I don't even know who I am without it. Right. So the last few years has been about having my own identity without all of that actually. And then bringing that all back in and my faith and my spirituality and my relationship with God is just I sometimes can't even talk about it because it's so big and overwhelming and magnificent to me now. And I never felt that before. And I don't have any reason to be upset about that because it sort of was the path to bringing me to where I am now. Doing that in writing, whether it be songwriting or poem or essay or something about your life, you start to learn more about yourself as you're exploring yourself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and you've written something that was published in Recovering Faith, Words for the Way. Right. Would you mind reading a little bit of that for us? I think this is just, you know, it's like sort of resetting your view on life a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so the whole thing is called A Moment, and it's actually on my website too, So if you want to read the whole thing. But this is just a little excerpt from it okay. towards the end. Great. I'm going to read just the very first line of it, and then I'll skip down to the bottom because I like the first line because I think it sort of brings it into everything that we're talking about, about moments. There is a single moment when you realize that every moment in life goes exactly as it must in order for you to properly feel each consecutive moment. For love is art and art is healing. But on the deepest level, life is art and should be movable and bendable and shapeable. And although art is most certainly subjective to each individual beholder, it should always be most beautifully beheld by its creator. For only he or she knows exactly why and what it was created for. So in this awareness, I will celebrate my ability to create beauty within the depths of my love. And I will allow myself to fill every part of what the ground and sky have to offer me as I exist temporarily between the two, creating a body-soul experience that has felt all of life and is ready to leave when it must. And when it does, I will move into the next realm peacefully knowing that with each passing moment I created art within and around this clay-made body in order to leave a piece of beauty behind on the earth for her eternal healing. Because everything is healing, everything is art, everything is eternity, everything is a single moment. Wow. I like that. Thank you. (laughs) That is really neat. It's kind of, I think, neat when you write stuff and you don't really know what you're writing about at the moment Mm -hmm. and then I've watched I wrote that a couple years ago I've watched it unfold over the last couple of years with writing and Mm -hmm. sharing that with other people and helping them create art or just be creative or express themselves I think it's a really awesome thing that I get to do (laughs) to sit with other people in their creative process right I love that line and I will allow myself to feel every part because that's what writing does even though things might be scary or you don't want to look back on your life or you don't want to remember some sort of difficult piece of your life allowing yourself to feel it kind of takes the edges off right yeah. it sands it down a little bit so it doesn't hurt you as much I kind of always tell my girls that I work with process this thing in your life and let it be part of your story so you don't get stuck in the story. Because I do watch people get stuck in their story. And I had a car accident years ago when my son was like one. And for about five or six years, it was my whole, it was not only my story, it was like my identity, like, oh, my wreck. Oh, my car Mm -hmm. accident. Oh, well, I'm having a surgery because of my injuries, you know, and it was like, 
my injuries and my wreck and the girl that got in the car accident with the son that was one, you know, like poor, Mm -hmm. poor mom that has to, and I, I was like, engulfed in it and I almost thrived on it and I feel really yucky to even think back about how much I almost like enjoyed being sad not enjoy that's the wrong word I just didn't know any other way for a long time right people feeling sorry for me people doing things for me people oh oh, how are you feeling and so it was another Uh opportunity for me to talk about how my whole life was so hard you know (laughs) and I started a blog I swear to you that was the moment it changed And I started a blog called Cussing and Praying. I just started blogging about the fact that I didn't know if I believed in God anymore. And I had all these women emailing this long before we had blogging like we have now. So I had this little group of like 30 or 40 women that would email me back. So I just was talking about how I didn't know if I believed in God. And it was mostly Christian women who were emailing back saying, I feel a lot like this too sometimes. And so we were just like processing those thoughts out loud. Exploring it. Exploring it and being okay with us not all agreeing. And that was really important. And out of that was when I started making my first record and writing songs again. So I think if you can process the story, get it out and then move through it, kind of move through to the other side of the story and let it be a piece of your life as opposed to the whole identity of your life, then you can get get unstuck. Get unstuck. I love that. Tell me what's one thing that has you excited about your business right now? The idea of helping people tell their story or telling other people's stories. You know, I, I love not even so big a story. I think I should say mom, helping people process bigger moments of their lives, bringing them down to sort of a smaller thing, watching them have this big like, sort of aha moment. I love that part of it. And I think that's something it's weird to attach that to business, but I think it's a huge thing that people need and I'm watching it happen. Right. If I was to say anything to people, if anyone is listening that is <laughs> beginning any creative adventure or trying to start writing or any of those beginning phases, it gets very overwhelming to see sometimes other people doing what you're doing and doing it a little bit better or what you think mm-hmm. is better. And it will shut me down so fast. Like, oh, well, I shouldn't write my journal course because that lady's right. already doing it better and she knows Oprah. well I mean I'm sure you know I'm talking about (laughs) right (laughs) you know and I'll be like well I had that idea two years ago and now she's right famous and and I'm like but I've learned so many great things from this lady I'm talking about Brene Brown (laughs) yes and um, and and you know I haven't read any of her books but I saw a TED talk of hers about four years ago that changed the way I thought about vulnerability that is an amazing TED yes. Talk. In fact, I think I'll link it in our show notes. You because should. It is wonderful. And I think it's yes. really easy, especially for women, to be like, oh, and I talk to my girls about this all the time, and I tell them exactly that I still struggle with it at 41 years old. I have a couple singer-songwriters that are like out there, and they're moving and shaking, and they're signing publishing deals in Nashville. And I'm like, oh, well, why can't I do that? You know? And I'm like, well, I don't even want to do that. That's not even a thing I want to do, but I'm jealous that they're doing it. So it's very easy to get all shut down because someone else is moving at a different pace than you. And it really is a different pace, mm-hmm. not a better pace, not a faster pace, just different. Right. And mo- and you have a different perspective. So you're telling your story or you're doing your creative thing right. from your own personal perspective and nobody else has that. Well, there might be only eight people that need to hear this one thing I'm saying, because those eight people, those eight girls that I worked with for the last few years have changed my whole life. Mm-hmm. 
they've changed right. the course of my life and I'm so thankful for them. So I, I don't think you're supposed to tear up on podcasts, <laughs> but they, all, <laughs> Go they ahead. all know I cry all the time. They're like, oh, yeah. Shelly's crying again. <laughs> so This has been just exceptional information. I love exploring things with you, Shelly. You do have a free download on your website that we will link to in the show notes. Yes. And love to hear your music. Awesome. Shelly, thank you so much for visiting with us today. Thank you so much. It's good to talk to you. Great information from Shelly. At the end of each episode, I peek into the Life Story Toolkit and share information on one particular tool that you might consider using if you're writing or would like to start writing about your life. The Life Story Toolkit is sponsored by LifeStorytelling.com, where you can find your life theme, discover where to start writing, and craft your life into a compelling story. This episode's Life Story Toolkit features a word counter. Word Counter is a word count and character count tool. Simply place your cursor in the box and begin typing. Word Counter will automatically count the number of words and characters as you type. You can also copy and paste a document you have already written into the Word Counter box and it'll display the word count and character numbers for that piece of writing. Knowing the number of words and characters in a document can be important. For example, if the author is required to write a minimum or maximum amount of words for an article or paper, Word Counter can help them know exactly if their article meets those requirements. You can find Word Counter at wordcounter.net. That's all we have for today. Last episode, 16-year-old Mia Z discussed staying herself in the midst of others pulling you in their direction. And I had a Q&A with Morgan McDonald about getting started writing your life stories. So you might want to go back and have a listen. Next week, we'll interview someone who shares her easy step-by-step method to organize your digital and printed photos so you can tell your story that way. You do not want to miss that. If you like this podcast and find it valuable, would you consider sponsoring the show? You can support it by sharing each episode on your social networks. And you can head over to our special page at patreon.com slash writeofyourlife and become a patron. That's P-A-T. R-E-O-N dot com slash right of your life. Not only will you feel good knowing you're helping the show, but there are special perks for supporters. If just 15 people provided $5 per episode, it would help us reach many more people who could benefit from writing about their lives. We love our listeners and would enjoy interacting with you on social media. We're on Pinterest, Facebook, and just about anywhere you can hold a great virtual conversation. My handle is right of your life. This show is put together by consulting producer Nick Jaworski at podcastmonster.com and myself, Stacey Curtis. We hope that today you have the right of your life.